Greetings. How y'all doing on this blustery cold day? This is the Long in the Boot podcast, the podcast coming to you from the heel of the boot of Southwest Louisiana. I am your host, G Long, today joined by the lovely Deborah. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to see you. Chilly. It's good to see you. It's yeah, been a while. I know. It's been tens of minutes. Oh, you like that <laughs> phrase, don't you? I do. <laughs> tens of dollars, tens of minutes. <laughs> um, if you'd like to uh, get in on the podcast, not this one, but any future podcast. Yeah. Send me an email at long in the boot at gmail.com or you can call three, three, seven, five, zero, two, nine, zero, one, one, and express any opinion you have. You can even text your opinion. If you're one of those folks that like to use your fingers as opposed to your mouth, vocal cords, (laughs) your vocal cords and, uh, and say anything you want. Anything. Well, I mean, you know, if you if you're no, up. do it as a teacher would do it. You can say anything you want as long as you're not disrespectful within a reason and you're That's appropriate. Right. But but you are allowed to cuss if you wish. You have to. Qualify I won't be offended. Everything you you can no longer just say. Yeah, we'll run it past anything. our attorneys. Yes, yeah, everything gets qualified now with some statement. And uh, as we the the video we sent out a little while ago talking about a little structure to the long in the boot that podcast fun. that was fun. <laughs> Well, we're going to give it a go today and see see how it goes. See how the structure goes. <clears throat> and really, we got onto this kind of because of stuff that was in the news prior to the Super Bowl, mainly Yeah, yeah. Tom Actually, Brady. it started with the Super Bowl. If you want to go with the train of thought there, we started with the Super Bowl. That was the trigger. Oh, why would you do so? You're doing it again. Stop it. Okay. I, I did it on purpose this I time. I, I recognize that. Um so before the Super Bowl, well, once the Saints were done, I was done. Yeah. But because you're a Kansas City boy, obviously you got to. Well, originally. You got to um, root for the. Yeah. Well, no, you've been a Saints yeah, fan longer I, than you. Were. And I'm not, I'm not a, like a great no, fan. I'm not a really fair big, weather fan. Big football people. But, no, you know, it would have been fun if it was the Super Bowl. And we've but, been uh, kind of hoping for a Kansas City Saints Super Bowl, but no Chiefs and Saints. Right. I was, I was, I was hoping for the Chiefs, rooting for the Chiefs. And I've always had a healthy. Uh, dislike of Tom Brady for some reason. I don't actually have a specific no, reason. I, I just, we just are tired of seeing him there. Yeah, I'm just tired of seeing him on my TV. Give somebody else a chance, would you? Yeah, right. And <laughs> get older. That would help. I mean, clearly he's not aging. Well, that, that's what started our discussion about what are his habits and routines. So yeah, yeah and we went and looked. Because and, and that's that's what it was. And I cannot find anywhere. This, the the list that I saw prior to the Super Bowl. Okay, so you're just going to go from memory. But I found hundreds of routine lists for Tom Brady now. since the Super Bowl. Yes, yes, of course. The one I found originally was actually one that was from a few years ago when he was still with the New England Patriots. And it had his. it was his list that he gave to a reporter. And it had some really interesting stuff on it. But he was a very regimented in his day, well, you would expect that of somebody in his position. Uh, oh, absolutely! To be, to be as successful as he is in his position, obviously, and there's he no has question some, he's successful. Some habits and routines that are working for him, right? And and his his one thing that stood out was he's everything's in blocks of time there, and he doesn't deviate for the most part from that. Not during according the season, according to the article that I read, yeah. which again I can no longer find. 
Well, one of my favorite things on the list was that actually he lie. had he had it penciled in at one point. Make small or light banter with teammates, which I thought was interesting. Uh, that would support that idea that we we all <laughs> kind of believe he's a little bit of a maybe a robot or AI. I, I or think he's an alien. Alien. Yeah. All right. I've heard all kinds of wild theories about. But he would wake up. He wakes up at five thirty a.m. He hits the gym. But I know from that other list that when he wakes up, the first thing he gets is a quick twenty minute massage prior to hitting the gym. Say what? Yeah. Apparently he wakes up and has a massage therapist come in like almost oh, immediately wow. all right. and massage him before he even I gets out of bed. I wonder if that's all season, uh, you know, all year or just the season? I think it's working. during the season. Yeah, I think it's working. during the season. Okay, I could, well, but looking yeah. at a list like, for instance, today, it's like 530, wake up. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's got to write that. He one. wakes up at 530 and the previous list said that he doesn't get out of bed if he wakes up prior to 530. He, he makes oh, it a he point. he stays right there. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh. And now that he lives in Tampa, of course, he's now got beach time. Mm-hmm. He didn't have beach time before, no. but he's got beach time now. Oh, yeah. And uh, he uh, has a scheduled nap every day. All right. Well, we would all love that. If Look, if you used your body the way he has to, you know, the demands are pretty. Oh, absolutely. Intense. And uh, he has, of course, time with family on his list. Oh, Read yeah. bedtime stories. And at 830, he's out. So from 830 to 530. And, and honestly, 830 going to bed. For me, yeah, that no, sounds that's about our right. Bedtime. I do, we get I up get a little up earlier at, than five thirty. Yeah, you but. get up at four. I get up at three and take care of the dogs and do all that morning stuff. You know, I, I was looking for the article that you had mentioned that you had referenced back when we were watching the Super Bowl, and I, I couldn't find it either. But I did see where he said that uh, that family time, like he got rid of his friend time because for him it's work family. He doesn't have time for friends. So that's what he has to cut out. You know, there's, you're going to cut out some things. And well, he's not going to cut it. Rob Gronkowski out. Well, apparently no not. No, apparently not. They, they <laughs> we have, all saw that. I think they have a man love. They have a bro love. Yeah. Bro love. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I, bro, yeah, bro love. love. Well, sure. That's, that's a real thing. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't take that away from him. <clears throat> no, not at all. Oh, all right. And, uh, so anyway, that got us on this idea of routines and successful people and what, habits and routines do. And in fact, are habits and routines the same thing? No, they are not the same thing. And and that's also part of the past year, COVID year, you know, year and a half. We've all had our routines <laughs> yes. completely upended. Our habits and our routines. Even if our routines were bad, like if, if you were a person who went to the bar every night and partied, and, and you no longer guess what? can do that, you have to replace that. And for some people, it's been a really positive thing. But, but for, for a lot of people, not, no. it's it's... If you're a really social person, and the, and I would imagine COVID has been a real problem. Yeah, but maybe you've been really creative about it, too, and figured out Could a way to, to get around it. Because habits are a type of routine, but not all routines are habits. A habit is something that is just, you just automatically do it. You you were taught as a child to wash your hands every time you go to the bathroom. It becomes a habit. It's, it's not a conscious thing you think about anymore. A routine is... You actually have to work at that's that's the thing. Like if you're procrastinating and putting something off, you don't really want to do it. Don't that's not going to become a habit in your life, whatever it is. If you, you know, are struggling to get up and go exercise every day, you have to think about it. It's not going to be just an automatic thing. Right. Yeah. So a habit is a routine that you've done enough to where it just becomes automatic. Yes. And we live like that as humans. That helps us, you know, like uh, Bill Gates, uh, you know, doing this, wearing the same thing every day. 
Right. He he, he wears the yeah, same outfit yeah. uh, pretty much uh, every day. The Facebook boy. Help me. Oh, Zuckerberg? Yeah, Mark. Mark wears the same thing every day. But he's a robot. So Well, see, another uh, Android, whatever. Men in black is real then. Yeah, maybe. maybe that's what it is. With the well, even those guys all dressed exactly the same. Yes. Well, it, 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 the, the explanation was it's uh, decision fatigue. People in positions like that make decisions all day long, and that's an area where they can just make something an automatic habit and take away the, the mental energy or whatever you want to call it, decision-making. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. And that helps us. And, well, it helps us organize our life. Yes, and when you don't do that, I suppose life is a little chaotic, but you still have some sort of habit. Right. I, I, I have. I'm more chaotic than you for sure when it comes to daily stuff. Yes. But I do have habits. And, yes. And routines. There are things that I'm in mind got totally upended this year. Yes. Uh, with and I don't. We, I don't have a room. For instance, as a teacher, my room was. was yes, my upended. room as well. I'm in a storage right, pod, so. a very cold storage pod right now. <laughs> but it is. Good God, we are freezing. It's this is not normal. No, it is not normal. But if a habit, a routine gets broken, you can generally deal with that because it's it's not part of your the fiber. It's of not built in. Are yeah, you haven't trained yourself so uh, rigidly, I guess, and uh, <laughs> but your habits. When those get broken, those actually kind of affect you. You have a little more uh, right, like you like when you redo when you redo the kitchen and put things in different places and totally destroy me. Yeah, well, yeah, but ultimately, ultimately, you have always come to the realization that what I did was for a good reason and it's helpful. Well, yeah, I mean, most of the time, but the the, the foil thing. Okay, so I moved the rack of all the foil and saran wrap, and and it's and I'll forgive right. you we... one day. <laughs> it's it's going to be a while. Okay, I'm working on it. And and yeah, well, <laughs> you still can go to that same place, and it's not there anymore. You all know that too. Six months later, you move something, and you still go back to the original, the original place. That habit was was ingrained for a very long time. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's correct. So, so our habits make us successful. Our routines make us successful. Is that what Tom Brady believes? I guess. I wonder what part of his schedule is habit and what part of his schedule is a routine. Because well, he has a preseason, or you know, he has his season, just like school teachers sure. do like that too. I have different routines during the school year. Right, and and I've seen that several times with Tom Brady's uh, routine. Is there's off season routine and you know, on season routine and the on season routine is probably more regimented than his off season routine. I should think. Yeah. Like I did see him break his routine after winning the Super yes, Bowl. Yes, we all did. And, where and he got hammered. America commented, didn't they? They did. But you know what? The fact that he actually, I, I, he, he moved up just a hair in my book because I saw him actually schnockered throwing the Vince Lombardi trophy. <laughs> well, I, okay. So do you think that was a calculated plan Could have been for his image, for maybe, his maybe brand, so. for the Brady brand? Speaking of uh, the Brady brand, the, oh TB12, TB12, everywhere. his, uh, his supplement company uh, on many of his uh, lists on these different pages, his supplement company, uh, it'll say like, takes TB12 and puts it in his smoothie. And I'm like, oh, native ad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Buy his oh, stuff. It's, it's, it's crazy. And it did. It shot up. Oh, uh, I'm sure it, it did. He, that's, he sold, that's just the nature of the He sold a the, lot of product. Because, you know, if you just use his product, 
you will you be will able be to like play football just like Tom oh, Brady. Oh, come on. Are Americans more savvy than that now? No. Oh, well, all right. I thought maybe we would have gotten it <laughs> no, by now. No, don't all be right, silly. So, so Brady's just one of, of many, you know, he's he's our current guy. Right. Um, that's, a, that's a now guy. That's I mean, a now and there guy. there's about, a bunch of them. Throughout history, there have been some weird people <laughs> doing some strange well, things. Well, first, the first thing you find out when you start researching this idea of daily routines is, Almost all successful people have habits and routines, but mm-hmm. but habits for a lot of them because they never varied. Yeah, for their whole life, once they established this routine, so then they some, just did it so often that it became a habit. So some form of um, OCD, maybe. Uh, it could be. Uh, there were people that said you could set your clock by Charles Dickens leaving his house to go for his walk. And and that he made up his own language and spoke gibberish to people. Like he would just walk up to somebody and just ramble on at some language that he's created and nobody else knows. But but that I mean that's a really good example of that idea yeah, of habit. habit. Oh, it's it's three thirty or whatever. Yeah, I have to go for rain. my walk right now. Matter. No, he it didn't matter. <laughs> he was walking. <laughs> so you know, and, and there's dozens and dozens of these from history of people who were very successful who had Really interesting habits. Um, a good example, I guess, was uh, Beethoven. I was reading about Beethoven. Uh, he's one of many, by the way, that one habit he has, and I think a lot of you listening will have the same habit, got to have coffee. Uh, you got to have coffee. Of course you have to have coffee. But you don't have to have coffee the way Beethoven had coffee. <laughs> Beethoven had determined that there should be 60 coffee beans worth of coffee in one cup of coffee. Okay, 60. 60. And he would count them out one by one in the morning before making his morning coffee. Well, that's definitely it. But, you know, that's I've heard of that kind of counting obsession kind of thing. Well, that sounds more like an OCD kind of thing for me. Or a vampire. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, All successful people, and I didn't find a single person that didn't have a set time of sleeping. Yes, I came across a lot of uh, a lot of sleeping uh, discussions too. But I think that's probably sleeping. true for everybody, at least up to a point. Well, Da Vinci and Tesla both had uh, in common that they followed an odd sleep schedule. They would take six twenty-minute naps throughout the day to have more hours of productivity. And when you see, there's like a to-do list that had floated around Facebook. I don't know a couple of years ago, and I saved it. It was uh, it was Da Vinci's to-do list, and it would, it would put us all to shame. He I mean, just crazy things like calculate the measurements of, of Milan and the suburbs, find a, um, a master of arithmetic. And he said in parentheses, probably an accountant and get him to show you how to square a triangle. You know, you got to you got to really got to want it, man, want to do that all day. I mean, the list was just ridiculous. But he was always consistently searching somebody out to teach him something. He would have loved YouTube, I think. Oh, I think I think probably so. <laughs> Sleep habits, yes. Um, we had a, a guy named uh, Balzac. Uh, ba- ba- Balzac. Bal- Honoré de Balzac. What did Balzac do? I believe he's a writer. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I- um, he he was a writer. Okay. I mean, I not believe I I know it. <laughs> you see it? <laughs> well, I don't even see it. I just knew it. What but, is his heritage? Where is he from? I, I'm, with that name, name, who knows? He sounds French, but mm, eh, yeah, he's, but, he's one of them furners. Okay, I need to see the name spelled. And then <laughs> it, I, it's B A L Z A C. Honoré. Oh, Honoré. Honoré. Oh, okay. He would have fifty cups of black coffee per day. <laughs> oh, God. Per day. Did he die of a heart attack? Well, he did die in his early 50s. Oh, okay. So <laughs> he just ran possible. that baby out. <laughs> but not to be outdone, 
Uh, Balzac, uh, W.H. Auden, uh, who was also a writer, yes. um, he would start the day. Uh, well, actually, we'll go to the bed first. He would go to he would take a second all or two and go to bed. <laughs> OK, he would wake up. How, just I a, wonder how long. Eight hours. Eight hours. Oh, okay. Eight hours, and then he would get up and have coffee and do a crossword puzzle. Hmm. Then work a little mental calisthenic. <laughs> then, after he had his coffee, he would pop a benzedrine. Oh, wow! <laughs> for concentration, and he would work until lunch. Then he would work a lot more. Then he would have guests and many strong vodka martinis. <laughs> Shaking nuts until he decided to go to bed with. Second off. Second off. Oh, and wow. that was pretty much his routine. I guess they were liberal. Yeah, with for the- some reason, I'm thinking he died young, too. I would think. And a lot of a lot of very successful people actually were habitual with uh, drugs. That that yeah. was a big well, part of it. Well, they were very it. liberal with prescriptions. Some people would get up and, like, you know, hit some opium, which I don't know how you get up and then hit and then, opium and, and then, then continue doing anything. Well, that's a habit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a habit. Hey, you yeah. don't think about that. You just keep doing well, it, Well, right? if you do it enough, it's definitely a habit. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. You know, I, I never right. think about that, but like really unsuccessful heroin addicts do have habits. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. We won't go there though. That's serious and sad. Oh stuff. yeah, that's true. That's, that's a, a serious we life don't wanna, choice well, that we don't want to, we don't want to bring it down, man. <laughs> we can talk about Ben Franklin. Come on, man. Come on, man. We can talk about Ben Franklin and his getting up and Writing in the oh, nude. Oh, in the nude for uh, yeah. He uh, air baths. Air baths. Is air that baths. What it was called? Let's not forget. Yeah, Ben Franklin would read and write every morning, stark naked, with his windows wide open. Naked. Yeah. Ooh, that probably wasn't a pretty sight. I've you seen. know, I, he was a jovial kind of guy. I'm sure he. Uh, I'm sure he. Well, did. we know he was successful with, with the ladies. The, yes. <laughs> Somehow he kept going back to France, having him some <laughs> fun, right? But uh, so yeah, if you're and and if you come into the modern age, like Hemingway had his set routine. Yeah, well, that's why um, we have those six-toed cats. He would not read his his work. That's what he would do. He would read it to the cat. Yeah. <laughs> but it was only it could only be done with a six-toed. I would cat. hate to, I would hate to have a cat that was a critic. <sighs> Yeah, because well, they already look you at you what? like you maybe at, through some experimentation, he discovered that six-toed cats were the better listeners. Maybe the other normal cats with regular paws weren't, you know, adequate yeah. for him. Well, and and that brings brings me brings me in us, I guess, to where did where did this idea of that that I mean, people will tell you you should develop a routine. You should have uh, healthy habits. Yeah, they would all say healthy. Yes, healthy. Yeah, if, I mean, if you don't. Well, want to have fun. if something's not serving you, you need to let it go. <laughs> well, that's true too. I mean, if you if you're doing something and you just keep seeing that it's not serving you in any way or or helping you, then you. Well, need I guess to, that's when it becomes an illness, right? I mean, uh, well, I guess if you can't control it, sure. Maybe if you can't stop it, or and you recognize that it's, but that's the first point, isn't it? That you have to recognize that okay, this habit or this behavior is not helping me in my daily life. True. Don't you try to do that with students? You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so you're not going to be able to do X anymore. You can't bring your breakfast to my classroom. <laughs> so how are you going to solve that problem? And I walk them through the steps. I talk them through that. You know, what else can you do? Yeah, do you have an alternative? Yes. And then, and then we come to some sort of balance where they can still get their breakfast because I don't want to deprive them of breakfast, but I also have a real issue with people eating in my classroom. Can you don't, you you not, don't have a choice, no. Can you sit there for 50 minutes, please, and not 
You well, now they, they eat in the classroom. Well, yeah, now they don't. Because Thanks to, try to keep, COVID. Yeah, keep everybody separate. That's so. what COVID is. It's a, it's a habit and routine destroyer. But, you know, when we were young, the teacher would go with you to lunch at school. And even sit at your table and sometimes. sit at your table. You walked in I thought that was actually, looking back, I think that was probably a really healthy thing. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. But, and then yeah, eventually teachers so. all got their own table. Mm-hmm. And they separate. There it is. There's the, you want to know what's wrong with education, folks. Teachers need to sit down and eat with their students. Break bread <laughs> at the same table. Yeah, but then how will teachers criticize their students without the students hearing it? Oh, Mr. Long. <laughs> that's, the, that's what the teacher's lounge is so, for. God, oh, that's right. I uh, thought it, was for, oh, it used to be for smoking. It did used to be for smoking. Yeah, I know that because of <laughs> how it smelled when yeah. I had to go find a teacher. You had a, a, a smoking area. Your high school had a smoking area. Well, until it was d- done before I got to go to high school. Well, isn't that strange? Because Okay, so society has habits and, and routines as well. We have to follow those. So we develop those small ones at home, you know, the micro habits. Well, isn't that what's you. happening right now? Yes. I think They're trying to force us to develop new habits, right, because of COVID. Yes, yes. The mask is the perfect and, example. And they don't want us to even have to think about that one. That one should just be a, an automatic. When you walk out the door or like we're already doing it, I'm training myself. I've put masks in the Jeep. How many times have you had to use a mask because you right, forgot it? Right, because I forgot it. And But but me being who I and am. I don't want to get in. Well, I don't want to get in too far into the mask thing, but best thing I can do is I hook a thing to it. So it hangs on my neck. Well, I just, yeah, otherwise we've, we've I will never. Done, and that was part of, that was part of developing that habit for us. Right. It would, it helped make me successful to have it like that. And it, obviously it helps make you successful because you would put it down and never well, like everything I take with where me, it is. Everything I take with me when I go to school in the morning, my keys, my pocket knife. Yes. I take a pocket knife to school. Leave me. You're alone. welcome. Happy Valentine. It was lovely. Yes. And, uh, it cuts like a knife. And <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but I put all that stuff in one place yeah. before I leave the house in the morning. And if something doesn't, I don't know how many times I've not put something there and I'll get in the vehicle to go to school. Yeah, and then it's it like, because you- oh, no. And it goes the same with medicine. Isn't that the one of the things with uh, people who have to take medication? Mm-hmm. They've got to develop the habit. And so we, if I go out of order little, in the morning. Yes. If I, let's say, skip, if I skip breakfast, there's a good chance I will forget to take my meds. Absolutely. And, 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 but I'm there now we have a little, a little system. So I, you know, ask you. Well, yeah, because if I don't take my meds, then by mid afternoon, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking and scratching. So that (laughs) scratching. (laughs) Okay. No, folks, that's a little hyperbole. Just, just. (laughs) Is hyperbole still allowed? Do we still get to do that? Um, If you know us, you're going to have to. Yeah. I suppose. Well, that's one of my problems with the masks. Anyway. Okay. So we're getting off my, my, my chaos. There you go. We're bringing it back. You got to go back. Got to bring it full box. Well, you're not being much of an organization czar. I just want to point that out. Anyway, where did, where did the idea that you had to have habits and routines? It's a philosophy. Yes, it, philosophy. It, it came from Stoicism. Okay. The Stoics. Do tell. Well, it, the Stoics believed that there were many ways to find, I don't know about happiness, but but a more peaceful life. A peaceful existence. Life is difficult, so sure. The Stoics were all about habits and routine. It wasn't knowing what the right thing was. It was about doing it, whatever it is, daily. Because Aristotle said that we become what we study and what we focus on. And said, we are what we habituate. Yes, our habits. And so the idea, and, and that's not all of Stoicism. It's a lot deeper than that. But that that Sum is it where it started. Yeah. And uh, some of the most famous people. And the one book that really stands out for anybody out there who likes reading really deep 
historical stuff, you find Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, hmm. where he constantly talks about, and you're really, it's a look into his mind. And he was really big on writing things down and also keeping good thoughts at hand at all times. So positive thinking. Very much so. Don't positive talk to thinking. Yourself in a negative voice. And uh, he was, remember, he was a, well, he was a king. I mean, a, a Caesar. Uh, he always said that every day and night, keep good thoughts at hand. Write them, read them, talk to yourself and others about them. And that's what why he wrote Meditations, because he said, such are your habitual thoughts, such also will be the character of your mind. Well, yeah, that, well, isn't uh, that has been said and reset in in various ways. He also centuries. said, and, and along with him, Seneca, who was another Stoic, said, and this is one of the things for you folks who say, I don't like to read. <laughs> Both of those guys said you must consistently read and you must linger amongst the master thinkers and digest their works. And if you derive ideas which shall win from hold in your mind, and they're talking about everything you read, you take stuff from it Absolutely. that betters you as a person. And it becomes the fabric of who you are. Correct. Books give you that, aha, I'm going to keep this forever. It allows you to to come back to it and use it when you need it. Um, no different than going to the Bible and finding a passage. People, you know, rely on that, and that's, right. that becomes a part of who they are. Uh, the talking to yourself actually was on that. Uh, the European Journal of Social Psychology had an article, and it was saying uh, pep talks for yourself. Talk to yourself in the uh, in the second person. You know, you can do this. Just give yourself one more time. Come on, you can do it. Uh, so. <laughs> Talking to yourself is uh, giving yourself is a pep talk yes, before the very big game. Healthy. Uh, nothing wrong with that. You know, when I was uh, teaching speech, you, part of the before a speaker goes out on stage, standing somewhere, hopefully that nobody's watching you or they watch you and you don't really care. But you you extend your arms out wide, stand with your legs apart and just just like open yourself up. I guess in yoga pose, I would say like a star and a uh, Vitruvian man and just breathe in deeply and exhale and just kind of like i guess to me it's like charging yourself you know to to have a positive feeling sure and and, and yeah a positive feeling ben franklin said there's nothing more powerful than a good habit but nothing will hold you back like a bad one like a bad one and then you got to identify that you know you really have to find out okay what is not serving me well going back to balance tom brady said that when he said he had to cut friends out during the season and he apologizes you're just not going to see me all that much but i've got my job and my kids and my family and that's that takes precedence i can only devote this much time and well, friends lose out in that whole equation. I suppose. Know? I suppose so, unless you're friends with the person yeah. that is your family. Yeah. Well, there you go. Because I don't have. I have to find balance in my life, and sometimes that's a. It's always a hard thing to do. I think, but I guess in the way, I just cut friends out, and you're my friend. There you go. I, I just kept you. Thanks. Because I kind of liked you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> On a cold, cold day. In, <laughs> you you in 19, all right. In 1983. What uh, what the Stoics came around to, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in modern English, but what they said was repetition, routine, and ritual habits dictate who we are and what we become. That there is no such thing as success and happiness in a random world. That it is habit that makes us successful and habits that make us happy. 
All right. I agree with that. And yeah, that, and that was their kind of point. Um, one of the Stoics, uh, Epictetus, who started out as a slave, was freed and then educated himself completely and, and was uh, one of these Stoic philosophers wow. who, by the way, were banished by Domitian, the, uh, uh, the emperor of Rome, because he didn't like the fact that they would constantly criticize his bad habits. Oh, they pointed out. <laughs> they pointed out. Yeah, you gotta so, let, you gotta let people come to that themselves. So he first kicked them out of Rome <laughs> and they didn't stop. So then he just kicked them out of Italy. Well, at least he didn't kill them. But, uh, Epictetus, who we actually kind of give credit to started a school of Stoicism that, Oh, spread across the Mediterranean on that thinking. And uh, basically he said that habits, both good and bad are like a bonfire. Yeah. Every time you perform a habit, good or bad, you add fuel to that fire. There you go. Cause he was the one that said a pile of money is neither good nor bad. Well, it is that, what you okay, do with so, it. So COVID uh, the government shutting everything down has, has severely damaged people's lives. I mean, absolutely. It, it has upended. And as I said earlier, for some, it, it was helpful because some of their bad habits or maybe routines that weren't serving them got upended and they had to fill them with something else. But I think that the opposite is true for more people than, than sure. that. I, I think it's probably I, th I think for the tech giants, our habits being changed to what we had to do for, for them has been a positive thing. Yeah, because they've made lots of money. Okay, so but then that's the one thing that connects us as human beings. I mean, my we're, we're we just finished our town, Thornton Wilder, and the whole play is meant to connect to the audience, to us as individuals, regardless of everything, race, gender, where you live, you know, society that you live in. Habits, our daily routines, are what connect us as human beings. I, mean, I think so. We we start off in our youth with certain patterns and routines. And isn't it often our habits and routines that lead us to friends, to friendships? Yeah. Because they also and and that's how we gravitate. They intersect. Sure. Right? I yeah, mean, that's that, how we gravitate towards each other and you keep the ones that hopefully keep the good ones and and let the ones that don't uh, well, I keep saying it, but serve your life in some way that don't make some positive impact. You should let that go. And there's nothing and it, wrong with that. It's hard to let them it go is. sometimes. But that's identifying your, well, maybe they're a bad habit. Well, you've got, you've got the habits. You've got, and that's one of those gray areas where cigarette smoking is a good example. You, okay. get, you get addicted, mm -hmm. but it's also a habit. It's not just the addiction, yeah. Because you associate that cigarette with, with certain with actions, the feeling, and and you used to meet people that way too. Because absolutely, you'd all go out and smoke. We're the smokers, you yeah. Know, that kind of thing. <laughs> the smoker crowd. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, even you know, we talked about all these famous people like Charles Dickens and Ben Franklin and stuff. But you know, serial killers also develop routines. Oh, there is the an entire infamous. criminal branch yes, we, that studies routines. Of serial killers, and we are fascinated by it. As we, 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 well, we clearly the whole society is <laughs> yes. because well, that's what I mean. We yeah, mean. there is a plethora of <laughs> of criminals shows on oh, all yeah. of the streaming channels. I love that. My kids love that. I, I thought the one that was really interesting though was the guy we call the BTK killer. Yes, uh, Dennis Rader was his name, and we don't need to talk about his crimes. But one of, of his, one of the things that he was really big on was he perceived himself to be a spy. Mm -hmm. He imagined himself as a spy while getting ready to kill someone. Oh. And uh, I thought it was kind of weird. He, Ten people, but he did it over a course of, I'm sure that was probably why it was hard to catch him, 16 years. Oh, yeah. He when did 10 people that we know of. But he would, uh, 
he, his routine was he thought of himself as a spy and then thought of his victim as a target. It was his job, oh, right? To, yeah. And so he would uh he would go shopping beforehand and, and create his own murder kit for each victim. Oh, so it was really individualized yes. to the person he had already he centered would, on? He would buy oh, different kinds of gloves depending on what he was doing, mm. the game he was playing, whatever it was. Uh he would <laughs> he would always, always cut the telephone line to the house, even if it wasn't necessary, he did. Hmm. He uh, he he would do surveillance on all of his victims, not because he wanted to find out there he was he was playing spy. Yeah, yeah. But his intention eventually was to kill them. And he was uh, the BTK blind torture kill. It was yeah, his moniker yeah. thing. Um he also had special clothing. And I thought this was really interesting. He would have a different outfit depending upon which spy game he was playing. Huh. But it was a routine. It was something yeah, he was always very... did. Um, if he was doing a James Bond type person, he would wear a tweed jacket and carry a briefcase. Right. However, sometimes he did something else. He'd be a telephone repairman and he would so carry he a toolbox. So he wanted to be an actor and, and play out a role. Well, after the first person he killed, he realized, and this is something that other people noticed about him without realizing who he was for years, he was always squeezing racquetballs and tennis balls in both hands. Oh, very stress. Yeah. No, oh, what about stress? The first time he killed somebody, he couldn't choke him out. Oh. He so needed he his hands to. to be stronger. <laughs> so he was always he was goal oriented. He was goal oriented. Yeah. But don't you have to be goal oriented yeah. to be successful? Yes. Even if what you're being <laughs> successful at is antisocial and, and strictly forbidden in society. And, and Ted Bundy. Should be anyway. 30 people. Yeah. Yeah. In well, the beginning, he always drank before committing the acts. But they said by about the middle point, he thought that drinking was the bad habit to do before, you know, killing yeah. somebody. Well, but p- kill, they're going to be. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been better be to give really up the s- habit of killing people and continue drinking? Uh, well, it depends <laughs> on which one is actually solving a discomfort. Apparently, all of our behaviors are motiv- motivated by discomfort or, or pain. Or like you, if you're cold, you get up and put on a jacket. You you will do whatever you need to do to solve your discomfort. And therefore all it says all, all behaviors are motivated by a form of discomforts in some way. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's the modern and that's a modern stoicism thing too. This is all about, uh, well, you get, then you start getting into that whole avoiding pain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it thing. was the BF Skinner stuff and the Freud stuff, but yeah. then we came to, came around to realizing that there, that's not exactly correct. The pleasure principle and all. Right. There, yeah. there are some faults with, with, with well, all sure. of that. Um, all right. All right. You got so, anything else? Uh, well, I did like one other thing and, and yeah, okay. Again, a serial killer. Uh, but it was, it was Jeffrey Dahmer. You had too much fun with this. Didn't you? I, I did. I actually, I probably somebody looking at me right now online going, this guy is researching no, serial no, killers. I think, it's, I think it's a really common search actually. <laughs> these days it probably is. It was Dahmer when he was interviewed said it, it was never his desire to make anybody suffer. Never. Okay. He wanted to identify with the power of the other person. But one of his things that he did all the time is he watched two movies over and over oh, no. and over. <laughs> the first one, Return of the Jedi. Really? Yes. 1983's Return of the Jedi. Okay. Of the Jedi. All right. He watched that hundreds of times, and he identified with the Emperor. 
Oh. Okay. Well, see, he picked the wrong character. <laughs> the other movie that he watched, and this one's a, well, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Dahmer clearly had no taste. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. All right. He ate people. Anyway, so <laughs> Dahmer You're watched sorry. The Exorcist 3. Oh, wow. That is a bad one. That's horrible. I went to the drive-in to see the first one. <laughs> it, was, against, it was so bad. Against my father's But in wishes. this case, the Satan character in that movie and the Emperor in Return of the Jedi yeah. both have yellow eyes. Oh, Dahmer got yeah. contacts made specifically to match yellow eyes, and he would wear them out to bars <laughs> and clubs when he was looking for potential victims. And he'd find the girl that was interested. Not a girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't, yeah. He wasn't about yeah. girls. Um, but isn't that kind of weird? It's like nobody just went, okay, dude. Yeah, that's a little strange. <laughs> a little weird. No, no. You don't think? No. Yeah, people are yeah, weird. People yeah, are that's true. <laughs> you know, I I think I've heard that. I think I, I think I've heard that. So, what have we learned? Well, we've learned that if you're going to develop habits and routines, it shouldn't involve killing people. No, it should not. You should you should have better <laughs> habits and routines than that. Rein in your passions. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think virtual uh, reality things will help with that? Like you could. Well, I have to think that VR, yeah. as it gets better and better is going to bring out both the good and the bad. Yeah, like everything. See, we're, like back everything. To, we're back to balance. Right. And it does just come down to that. Yeah, you have to find balance. You have to find your balance. And the more that you bring into your life, the more that you have to maintain things. And in order to maintain, you have to find that balance. Equilibrium. Yeah. So you're going to have to Everything let, has to come to equilibrium. You're going to have to let some things go in order to bring new things in. Correct. All right. If you're not happy with anything, then you have to look at your behaviors that are around that thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, trace the trace the logical connections in sure. your life to things. And you're have I mean, to be analytical. Former students know for just too darn well about me that I was I would I could get off on a subject and take off from where I was and sometimes not be able to get back to it. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm much better now well, than I was. Because I would always bring you back. Well, you, that's what you're doing now, I hope. I am, because I'm looking at the time. I know, I, I saw see, that. Yeah. That's that's a good job there, organization czar. <laughs> bell to bell, baby, bell to bell. Bell to bell instruction. <laughs> Teach from the beginning to the end. Don't let them leave. Chain them to their desks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which, that's what we should do. We should All just right. chain kids to their desks. Well, always at the end of the lesson. Keep, look, keep it, wor it, it worked in the past. We chained kids to looms, and look how much work they got done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See? Led to unions, baby. <laughs> unions. Unions. All right. Well, we have some ideas for the next. Uh, then we're working on yeah, it. Uh, then now and us. Yeah. Since it was a little, a little of now, Tom Brady. A little of then, uh, Ben Everybody Franklin else. and those guys, <laughs> and and uh, right up to the you know horrible people here that we talked about at the end. And that's part of us that, as well. It's all part of yeah, us. We just fortunately have Big a, us. a better balance, and we don't have more of the the serial. Oh, killers. I'm not fully balanced. But I am close to the, I'm almost plumb. I think it's a, just a constant give and take all the way to the grave. <laughs> to the grave. Yeah. You just change routines through each stage of your life. So we're, we're headed toward the final act, the third part. Yeah. Of we're in, we're in our third act. And yeah. I got to be honest, the third act 
in my life started pretty crappy with COVID. So there, there better be some better writing coming because <laughs> this, so. this story was great. Yeah, the first was, and second act were awesome. The third act is really has falling flat. It's not been great. No, it hasn't. And it doesn't look to be a, a good but I will the trailer's say, not promising either. I will say I'm glad I'm in the third act because you folks that are in the first or second act, yeah. The third act is looking scary. Yeah, it is. I don't think the director knows what he's doing. <laughs> I don't think they've written the end, no. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there you go. I uh, hope you all have a great day. I hope everybody stays warm, and I hope the power doesn't go out for too long when the ice starts falling. Yeah, and, and our trees in this area are not Well, like they've been the pre-disastered, so hopefully it won't be too wet. bad. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to get a lot of wind, so that helps. Anyway, again, uh, if you want to give us a call, it's 337-502-9011. The email address is longintheboot at gmail.com. And I don't have a web page yet. I'm still kicking that idea I'll around. Post us something on Facebook. But it, it, I do have the Long in the Boot page on Facebook, which you could go and like, and that would really help me out because I just eh, like little feedback. And, you know, after yeah. all. And if, if for some reason. Everybody likes likes. Everybody likes likes. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's what we live for now. We live for the likes? The likes, and I guess uh, Twitter people live for the blue check mark. I don't know anything about that. That's all I know. I, don't have I, don't. Cut, I, that I had to cut something out of my life. I had to cut something out of my Instagram and Twitter? You have to go. Yeah, it's not part on of Facebook, my Facebook, I'm looking at you, buddy. <laughs> you see me looking. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, y'all take care. We'll catch you on the next episode of Long in the Boot. <laughs>